and empower you to live your best life and to know that a new day in your recovery starts today. Today, I'm going to talk to you about gratitude, but perhaps not in the way you expected. Every November, you can't go anywhere without there being gratitude challenges. And there's a lot of glib little sayings that go along with being grateful. For the most part, they make me nuts. And I'll tell you why they do. I have a strong negative reaction to things that I find inauthentic. And the hallmark moments of gratitude, I find to be very inauthentic. And I think they give gratitude a bad name. And I also think they make gratitude so much smaller and so much less than what it is. So today I'm going to talk to you about how I experience gratitude or how I look at gratitude. I'll give you a bit of history. I'm going to talk a little bit about my story today, but only a small part of it, and mostly it concerns what happened with my brother. There's a poet, and her name is Marie Howe. She lost her brother, her younger brother, uh, whose name was John, to AIDS, and she has written a poem to him. I lost my younger brother, whose name was John, who I called Johnny. I lost him to alcoholism, and it was a long and painful, painful journey losing John. It took about 10 years of passively losing him and about two years of him actively committing suicide by drinking himself to death. And I might talk about him a little more later. I might not. I'm not sure if telling the story of my brother will help people or not. But I am going to read you a poem by Murray Howe that I did read at his funeral. And it's called What the Living Do. Johnny, the kitchen sink has been clogged for days. Some utensil probably fell down there. And the draino won't work but smells dangerous. And the crusty dishes have piled up waiting for the plumber that I still haven't called. This is the everyday we spoke of. It's winter again, the sky's a deep headstrong blue, and the sunlight pours through the open living room window because the heat's on too high in here and I can't turn it off. For weeks now, driving or dropping a bag of groceries in the street, the bag breaking, I've been thinking, this is what the living do. And yesterday, hurrying along those wobbly bricks in the Cambridge sidewalk, spilling my coffee down my wrist and sleeve, I thought it again, and again later when buying a hairbrush. This is it. Parking, slamming the car door shut in the cold, what you called the yearning, what you finally gave up. We want spring to come and winter to pass. We want whoever to call or not to call, a letter, a kiss, We want more and more and then more of it. But there are moments, walking, when I catch a glimpse of myself in the window glass, say the window of the corner video store, and I am gripped by a cherishing so deep for my own blowing hair, chapped face, and unbuttoned coat that I'm speechless. I am living. I remember you. So I know that doesn't right off the top, sound like anything to do with gratitude. But one of the things that we get caught up in is not living in the moment that we're in, not cherishing this moment that we have right now. Wherever you are right now, if you're sitting, if you're standing, whatever you're doing, listening to this, we don't cherish this moment. 
We don't live in this moment because we're always rewinding some event from the past or we're planning something for the future or we're having those conversations in our head. We're getting ready to do something. We're worried about something, but we're not present, not even for ourselves. A lot of self-help gurus, myself included, although I don't consider myself a guru, talk about living in the moment. And it's true, we don't appreciate what is nearly enough. We find ourselves absorbed in what we don't have. What could be different? What could be better? In the winter, people are wondering, is it ever going to end? And in July, people are complaining that it's too hot. We don't live where we are right now. And in the poem, all she's doing is noticing things that we never pay attention to. And in any other context would be kind of a bad day. The sink is clogged. The draino isn't working. It stinks. The heat's too hot in the apartment. It's cold outside. When you're dead, you don't get to feel these anymore. You don't get to notice moments like driving a car or having a bag of groceries drop on the street or spilling our coffee. How all those moments, how those seemingly insignificant moments would look if you knew you would never get to experience them again. She says in the poem, this is it, what you called that yearning, what you finally gave up. And it seems to take somebody dying or knowing that we're not well or that we're going to die for us to notice all these seemingly tiny, unimportant things that for the most part, we we cruise through life paying no attention to. We go through life being asleep sleepwalking through our days and our nights. We drive places and we don't even know, notice the buildings. We go to the same businesses. We see the same people day after day, but do you know the color of anyone's eyes? Do you ever look into anyone's eyes? It's only when death is close or death has happened to us that we notice these things, that we can take a moment of just looking at a leaf or looking at a grasshopper or our own imperfect self in the reflection of a store window and realize what a miracle every moment that we have alive actually is. And after you lose someone, you spend days, months, years, maybe the rest of your life actually noticing things that you know that they will never get a chance to notice. A dear, dear friend of mine died recently of cancer and I look at days now and think, You know, this is something Leanne will never see. This is something I will never be able to share with her. I had my birthday this month and my mother, being my mother, had asked, are you going to celebrate it? Are you going to tell anybody? We just like to pretend that birthdays don't happen. To her and to to anyone asking, I would say, "I yes, I do celebrate my birthdays. And yes, I do tell people how old I am. I'm 55. I am older than my little brother ever got to be. I am older than several friends who died of cancer ever got to be and I know that they would have given anything to have these birthdays to see their children grow up so yes I am extremely grateful for every birthday but it's these things where we deny the absolute miracle the absolute beauty the the ecstasy of the everyday moment of the mundane and we focus on only being grateful for when things go right I'm grateful because I got a free coffee I'm grateful because someone was nice to me. I'm I'm grateful for all these good things that are happening in our lives. And it's important to notice the good things in your life. But it's also important to be present for all of your life. And then to do something super radical and be grateful for all of it. Pema Chodron, who is a 
Buddhist nun who I adore. And one of the things I really like about Pema is she didn't get into religious life straight away. It's not like she woke up one day and said, that's it, I'm going to be a Buddhist nun and I'm going to devote my life to meditation. No, she had two marriages. The way she opens up one of her books, uh, From Fear to Fearlessness, is she is sitting out in front of her house and her husband comes home and he tells her that he wants a divorce or that he's leaving her. And the first thing that she does is she bends down and she picks up a stone and she throws it at his head. So when I read that, I thought, well, here is a woman I can listen to. Here is a woman who has had an authentic life. And who and she talks about it too. She talks about making peace with her monkey mind. She talks about experiencing all the same stuff the rest of us experience and then making peace with that. And in one of her, she has several books, but one of her small ones, this is a quote from her and it says, be grateful to everyone. Others will always show you exactly where you are stuck. They will say or do something and you automatically get hooked into a familiar way of reacting, shutting down, speeding up, getting all worked up. When you react in the habitual way with anger, greed, and so forth, it gives you a chance to see your patterns and work with them honestly and compassionately. Without others provoking you, you would remain ignorant of your painful habits and cannot train in transforming them into a path of awakening. So she talks about being grateful for the things that irritate you, especially the people that irritate you. And that how they do a marvelous job of telling us exactly where we're stuck. In the AA tradition, they say you spot it, you got it. So think about someone who really irritates you. And then really sit honestly with yourself and find out what it is in you. And you might have that trait. You might have some connection to that trait. But whatever it is, you gain insight. So one, like I said, one of the reasons I get a little grumpy about the rainbows and flowers expression of, oh, I'm just grateful for this and grateful for that and all of that is that it really strikes me as inauthentic. And I think if we are to be truly grateful, we have to be grateful when things don't go our way. We have to be grateful for the blessings in our life. Absolutely. But as much as that, we have to be grateful for the challenges that we had. I mean, without challenges, we would not grow. And coming to a place where you can be grateful for that. Lauren Laha, who is a mentor of mine, and I have a deck of her cards. They're called I Am cards. And I really do like her grateful one. It says, I am beyond grateful. I am truly appreciative of all the blessings I have received and grateful for the goodness in my life. I will share my gratitude with at least two people today, telling them how much they are appreciated and add value to my life and many others. I will also write down things in my I am journal that I am grateful for in my life. So this really talks about the attitude of gratitude because the next step after feeling grateful for the things that you have in your life, you can hang on to that or you can share it with people. Tell people that you appreciate them. Tell people what you appreciate about them. And then to remind yourself to focus on things that you need to be grateful for. Write down what you're grateful for. Constantly remind yourself to be awake and to notice what is around you and to be grateful for that. 
to think what a miracle it is, again, to be alive at this moment right now. In her poem, Alive Together, LaSalle Mueller says, Still, we are here, grateful to be alive, together with marvels and follies and longings and lies and wishes and error and humor and mercy and journeys and voices and faces and knowledge and tears and chance. Because life is all of that. Life is beautiful, glorious, fabulous, miraculous. It is also heartbreaking and miserable and will knock you to your knees more than once, more than twice. But it's those times that life knocks you down, those times that you can really work on your attitude of gratitude or finding things that you can be grateful for, finding the people in your life that you're grateful for. And I know I probably don't do this enough, but thanking people, you know, thanking people, complimenting people, letting people know that they've made a positive difference in your day. When you order your coffee, when you you get something at a restaurant, actually looking at someone in in the face, making eye contact, noticing the color of their eyes, being grateful in the mundane moments. And I have this really cute list. It says compliments that have nothing to do with physical appearance. And I think a lot of these compliments land on a deeper level. You inspire me to be a better person, human, brother, sister. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for your friendship. You motivate me. Thank you for being there for me. You bring out the best in me. You are enough. Your risk-taking is inspiring. You are so insightful. I love how hard you are working on yourself. And here's the thing about being grateful during every day. Being grateful in a sincere and in an authentic way is when you connect with people authentically, when you compliment them authentically, when you let people know what they actually mean to you. I mean, imagine doing that. Instead of just thinking these things and saying, oh, I can't say, I can't tell so-and-so I love them. I might get embarrassed. That's taking a risk. Well, what if you did? What if you told someone that you love them? And I don't necessarily mean romantic love. But what if you took a moment to make eye contact with another person and tell them how much they matter to you? What if you did those things? Or what if somebody did that for you? Then you might feel better about yourself and be more likely to pay that forward. And that's how things like that start. And we talk about being kind and kindness is just gratitude walking. I just made that up. That sounds kind of good. Kindness is gratitude walking. So there you go. You can quote me on that one. And maybe it's my love of curmudgeons or people who are very straightforward. But there's a little quote from Anthony Bourdain about gratitude. And uh, it's titled, Aptly Don't Be a Dick. If I'm at your house and you offer me something to eat that I don't particularly like, I'm going to smile and eat it. Try to be a good guest. Try to be grateful. Be a good guy. Don't be a dick. So maybe you go out today and find appreciation for the things that you never noticed. The way a bit of grass is growing in the crack of a sidewalk. And what a miracle that is. The beauty in clouds, the sound of a bird, the expression on a child's, on a person's face. As Bob Marley said, some people feel the rain. Other people just get wet. So I invite you to go out and feel the rain. To notice life to be grateful for the many blessings that you have, 
and to realize that even on your worst day, there are people who would trade places with you in a heartbeat. And when I work with people, I do help foster or encourage people to foster a really authentic version of gratitude, one that will resonate down into your bones. So maybe you work a bit on that today. And maybe all you manage to do is make eye contact with someone. Or maybe you text a friend and tell them what they mean to you. Tell them how they've helped your life. And just to finish with Marie Howe. But there are moments, walking, when I catch a glimpse of myself in a window glass, say the window of the corner video store, and I am gripped by a cherishing so deep for my own blowing hair, chapped face, an unbuttoned coat, that I'm speechless. I am living. I remember you. So most of all, don't forget to have gratitude for yourself, for your messy, imperfect, stumbling, making a hundred mistakes a day self. I'm Ruth Day, and I'm the recovery coach, and I'm here to motivate, inspire, and empower you, and to let you know that you are not alone in this that there is a tribe out there for you. And this podcast will be here that you can always listen to. If you want a little more, you can get on a 30-minute call with me. It's free. I'll give you some concrete tools, such as how to use gratitude, that will make you feel inspired. And maybe I'm going to tell you something you've already heard before. Maybe it's not going to be anything new, but maybe you'll hear it in a way that helps. You know, I've said before, I don't think we're here by coincidence. I think you were meant to hear this. I think we were meant to connect. So please come back, listen to the podcast again. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know if you want me to talk about different things. And I would like to let you know that I am so grateful for all of you. I am so grateful for all the messiness in my own life. And I am so profoundly grateful for my own recovery and my ability to be alive and to see these things that so many people have not been able to. Ruth Day, the recovery coach, have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you want to talk, go to chatwithruth.com. Probably should have said that earlier. Chatwithruth.com. Hop on a call. We can feel better. Take it easy. I'm grateful for you. We'll talk soon.